Well, Joe, it's crazy to think we're re-gutting or we're gutting the format of side stitches after only a few episodes. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're gonna change the way they're named. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the half episodes were funny. I think initially when we talked about them, but on paper they don't they don't look that great. <laughs> well, it, from an organization standpoint, you know, when, when y'all are looking at our our videos and our episodes, you know, it just starts to look kind of weird after a while. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll still do side stitches um, in a similar manner, but the they'll still come out on Mondays. But the the content won't necessarily always be tied into you know uh, the episode that came before it or after it, rather. But um, in this case, we are going to talk about <laughs> the next episode <laughs> a little bit, um, mostly because there's some some very recent context that came out um, from some of the actors involved in the Justice mm-hmm. League film. And we felt like we absolutely had to address it, even though we'd already recorded the larger, you know, Snyder cut analysis that we did. Um, so in this case, we wanted to go into a little bit more about really how the original Justice League film was a, a toxic environment. Mm-hmm. And there's one person who seems to be at the absolute center of it, which is Joss Whedon. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> there, there's a lot out there now <laughs> yeah <laughs> the I last mean, 48 hours so it turns out that like you know everyone usually has like a job where they seem to have like the worst boss ever and it turns out joss sweden is the worst worst boss ever yeah he's the worstest yeah. boss that ever worsted man i'm mm-hmm. telling you like you know i you and i have both been you know pretty big whedon property fans um you know, we mentioned, you know, Buffy on a previous uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've always been a big fan of, of Firefly. And I mean, he, he built up goodwill with me. I mean, for consistent years there, um, including, you know, directing the Avengers films, the first two. And so it's, it's crazy to think that the lid on the Avengers crew has been relatively left you know, uh, left on, <laughs> right? Yeah, like it's actually surprising that like, no one, no one has said too much or any really anything at all from that property because, like, like a lot of things when uh, in like modern day when one person seems to come forward and is brave enough to like take a stand against something, then like almost like the floodgates open up and you find out that this was not an isolated incident and that this person had had this behavior many many times over and it seems to be like no one from like the mcu has been involved in this because like like you said like uh the properties you like before uh that we was involved with i think charisma carpenter from uh from Buffy the vampire slayer and angel even has come forward and said uh that it was sometimes very uncomfortable on the set with whedon yeah, Charisma Carpenter. I mean, she actually wrote out a pretty long, you know, mm-hmm. heartfelt post on this that we won't we won't obviously you know read word for word here. It's, the episodes just aren't long enough. Um, but Charisma came forward, uh, and Sarah Michelle Geller also um, posted on this too. Um, she didn't necessarily go into as much detail as Charisma did, but she mentioned, you know, in her posts that she's proud to have her name associated with Buffy Summers. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't want to be forever associated with Joss Whedon. Ooh. And yeah, and, and so she kind of cut it short. She says that um, I, I will not be making any further statements on this. I'm going to focus on raising my family. Mm-hmm. 
I'm more focused on that. So I can definitely respect where she's coming from, you know, on, on that. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, it seems like the issues that Ray Fisher, who plays uh, Cyborg here in, in, the, in the Justice League uh, movie, he's not the only person who's ever dealt with this, but he's no. definitely the first person to absolutely shed light on these things and these issues. And so it's, uh, it's unfortunate that it be, began here and that, um, you know, more people hadn't brought it up over time. Yeah. And it's almost like you have to wonder if one of the reasons why Whedon was so maybe hard to speak out against is because when you look at, when you do look at his career, looking back at some of his earlier properties like Buffy and Firefly, a lot of those actors were really just getting their footing in the career or in the field. So you almost wonder if they were just too afraid for their, almost for their jobs to really say anything until well after the fact. Um, whereas maybe um, in, I don't know, maybe in the MCU, like you had so many established actors and actresses where they kind of didn't care. Mm -hmm. No, you, you would almost think that would be, if something did happen, they'd almost be more willing to say something, but I don't know. I'm uh, not those actors. Um, something could have happened or maybe, maybe the tone on that particular set for those two movies was completely different. Well, it, well there's something that was always weird to me. And mm -hmm. when I started listening to, to Ray Fisher's comments and, and when you look at the, uh, just the history of, of the properties that Joss Whedon has balanced, you know, almost every one of them is usually an ensemble of some kind, you know, you've got, mm -hmm. Anywhere from, you know, eight to 10 characters that are all getting consistent, you know, development and throughout his career, that stuff's been really well balanced and fleshed out in every property he's been involved with. And so it's really weird. I think that's why some people may have, uh, if you didn't believe Ray Fisher, when he first spoke up, you might've thought, well, how could someone operate professionally for so many years mm -hmm. with this many people? make it look cohesive behind the camera, but then really be like a, you know, like a, a Hitler in every other sense. I, I mean, because that's, that's really what's starting to come out here. You know, some of Ray Fisher's comments that we, we lightly touched on in our analysis of, of Justice League here, you know, he even mentions that uh, he references the fact that Joss Whedon told uh, Robert Downey Jr., that he wouldn't allow him to make changes to the scenes either. Mm -hmm. Right. Like Ray Fisher mentioned that, Hey, he didn't agree with this part of the script and he brought it up to Joss and Joss goes, well, if Robert Downey Jr. Didn't get the script changed, then you're not going to get it changed either. Yeah. Just, I think, you know. I think it's almost something around the lines of like, I don't like taking notes and I wouldn't take notes from Robert Downey Jr. Sort of thing. Uh, I think is, is what, um, um, Ray Fisher pointed out was like the quote was always said to him. Uh, and it was kind of like, again, like, so you've got other actors giving his input and you won't listen to it. And on top of that, it's like, he's using Robert Downey Jr. He's like, Hey, this actor is a bigger name than you and I won't listen to them. So what makes you think I'm going to listen to you? And that yeah. is pretty shitty. Yeah. I. Mm -hmm. So Joe, I don't know if you thought the same thing when, Ray Fisher first kind of came out to share his experiences with Joss Whedon. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I mean, like, like pretty much any 
any argument or disagreement is you you don't discount the person who's saying it but obviously there's always two sides to a story so you want to hear both sides so you just typically wait before you really make any any big commentary on it yeah and that's and that's basically how i looked at it too Mm -hmm. you know my first instinct wasn't to you know disbelieve anything i saw from from ray fisher but you know, I, I did want to hear what, what Joss Whedon would eventually say. And really all he did was, was deny, you know, certain things about it. I mean, uh, I, I remember that Ray Fisher's boiling point for him, you know, when he finally decided mm-hmm. to, to start sharing his experience was uh, when he had, he had this very strong belief backed by information that was given to him that they digitally altered the skin tone of an actor of color in, in justice league. And that was finally what inspired him to go. I can't just sit here anymore no. and pretend like I'm okay. No, with this. that is not okay. Not even close to being okay. Yeah. And, and once again, that's something that Joss Whedon just denied, but then never really offered an explanation of, well, if this didn't happen, then what did. Mm-hmm. And, and so if you're Joss Whedon, I mean, this guy has, yeah, I mean, he's always been someone who has claimed to, you know, champion women, uh, champion, you know, uh, you know, folks that have been been victims or have experienced discrimination, you know, sexism, whatever you want to call it, you know, like he's always pretended to be someone who values, you know, um, these types of these types of stories and making sure that these people, you know can, you know, have the, have help and, and, you know, that we're, we're basically all being good people and, and creating a a positive environment here. So, and that's, I mean, and, and that's, what's just what was so hard to take when you hear exactly how he was treating people for, for many years. I mean, you've even like looking just at justice league here, um, he was basically boasting about the fact that he could make Gal Gadot shut up and say the lines oh my God. is, is what he's, is what he's quoted it saying from, from several people um, on his set. And it's like, how horrible is that? How like the audacity to call yourself some sort of um, like really um, a go-to male feminist for Hollywood. And you're boasting about how you can tell women to shut up and do what you want them to do. Well, he, he specific, he specifically said, I can make you look stupid in this movie Mm -hmm. if you don't back off. I mean, like, I'm sorry, but I don't know where this guy gets that ego, right? (laughs) That you've made some entertaining movies Mm -hmm. and shows. Okay, fine. We'll give you that. But that doesn't get like, you're working with some of the most talented actors of this generation. And, and these are people who you know, they, they really understand their characters quite well. I mean, they've put so much research into them. Gal Gadot mm-hmm. is one of them. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is another person who gets the character, you know? And so when, when you're hearing about how there's just an inability on his part to just take criticism or, or you know, behave in a collaborative nature. I mean, if I just heard it once, okay. You know, people disagree. Mm-hmm. They, they do. But when you hear about how it's not constructive discussions here, these, these are just threats. Uh, 
you know, this is the behavior of, I mean, just, just an angry red faced person, right? <laughs> like I, yeah. I just, I just think rage. I'll, that's all I think of. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just unbelievable that once again, that he's gotten along or gotten away with it this long. Uh, and I don't know, again, like it's like, I feel like you just hear more and more over just how troubling working in, in Hollywood is for, for so many people, um, especially women and people of color. And you just have to wonder like, what is it about these sets where you can let people like Joss Whedon thrive for so long? Because it's it, again, like, I mean, Buffy the vampires, they like that was on in the nineties. Like, yeah, this guy's yeah. been doing this for 30 plus years. Yeah. And no one's been putting a stop to it. Yeah. It's unfortunate too. I mean, and, and it's not just us saying that he's been doing this for 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. These, this is, these are the words from some of the actors and the people involved with these shows who, you know, they, they, they finally feel like it's time. Like we need to start discussing this and we need to start making sure that other people aren't impacted by this anymore. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. And I and obviously the the complete box office bomb that was Justice League after he took over for it that is probably the catalyst here because you know the Warner Brothers executives you know also turned on him the moment they saw this cut mm-hmm. um, I, and I don't know if you saw some of these these comments Joe but specifically an unidentified Warner Brothers executive said when we got to see what Joss actually did it was stupefying. Everyone knew it. It was so awkward because nobody wanted to admit what a piece of shit it was. And, he, and they're referring to obviously mm-hmm. Justice League. <laughs> so, and, and we also mentioned a little bit too about how uh, Christopher Nolan and uh, and Snyder's wife both, you know, saw this cut and told them never, never mm-hmm. watch this. I mean, it would break your heart. Yeah. Um, so. At that point, I think that's where uh, the the any kind of cred that he had built up, and now that it's in front of all these people and it's costing costing you know money, I'm sure it's costing mm-hmm. jobs in some capacity now. Um, and you even started to see a little bit of it falling apart with uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, because you know people were were so just over like people were so excited about the first Avengers and what that did. And you get Age of Ultron and people start to be concerned about, you know, his ability to, you know, control these types of, of properties because of the fact that, you know, Age of Ultron outside of like the established, um, like female characters Mm -hmm. that were already there. I mean, you really only see like Scarlet Witch and maybe one other female actress, you know, in all of, of Age of Ultron. Like when you look back at that movie, mm-hmm. start start to pick it apart because you, you can see it that there's something going on with him in that movie. I mean, it's it's almost an entirely male dominated movie, and once again, this is a guy who's supposedly championing women, you know, and, and people of color here, and he he definitely isn't doing it there either. So no, no, not at all. Yeah. So it's it, it's just an unfortunate situation. And 
obviously we're sorry to uh, try to pack it into a 30 minute episode here, but you know, but before we, before we have you listen to the Snyder cut, uh, you know, uh, breakdown that we did, um, you know, it's not just purely shitting on Joss Whedon's quote unquote vision for this film. If you could call what he did a vision for this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, we both didn't feel like it was responsible to, to not, discuss the words of Ray Fisher mm-hmm. and, and Gal Gadot, you know, and, and, and you know, Sarah Michelle Geller and, and, mm-hmm. and all of these voices who, you know, have worked with him for a long period of time. Yeah. Right? It's, they clearly, they've been, they've been silenced long enough. And I mean, far be it from like, it's not that we're giving them the voice that they had, but like, I can't imagine being in a place where, I'm un- so uncomfortable to the point where if someone is abusing me in any shape or form that I can't come forward and actually say something. And just imagine being stuck with that for yeah. like 20, 30 years, however long you're working with them. I mean, you even had uh, Michelle Trachtenberg, who was, um, uh, she played Buffy's younger sister uh, in the last season yeah. or so, like yep. has come out and said that he literally was not allowed to be alone with her. Like yes. that was a rule that was on the set is that he is no longer allowed to be alone. We, I don't think she's disclosed what was done, that that rule had to be put in place, but you shouldn't have to explain that because for no reason should you be an adult and be in a situation where you're told you cannot spend time alone with a 15 year old girl. Yeah. Like that should not have to be spelled out for you. Whatever he did, I can't imagine it. I, again, like I'm, I'm a teacher. I'm fully aware of like uh, what I do with my, with my female students. And I try to make sure I'm always in the best light with them. And you have this guy who just completely doesn't give a shit about any of that. And is to the point where he has to be told by someone higher up who apparently only felt the need to like make a rule that uh, he can't be around this 15 uh, year old girl anymore and not, I don't know, seek prosecution or seek some sort of like, you know, punishment for whatever it is that he did to, uh, to this young yeah. actress and young actresses really uh, throughout yeah. his career. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm totally there with you, man. I, and, and that's, that's one of the things that um, you're starting to actually see people put in their stories about this as they're covering it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're talking about the fact that, there are many other actors who are involved with these properties who aren't saying anything. And, and, and the call here or the, the call to action is, you know, these, these people who are speaking up, especially, you know, folks like Sarah Michelle Geller and, and mm-hmm. Ray Fisher, you know, the, the Ray Fisher, especially, you know, he's, he's a young actor and he's putting his, his, you know, his credibility on the line for people to do the right thing here. Yeah. That, and, that was a big move for him. Like that's like, very hard to do especially when before you actually came out you more or less had a man telling you that he would ruin you if you didn't do what he wanted you to do yeah and that kind of fear does something to you right mm-hmm. and, and in ray fisher's case i mean there there are a lot of articles out there that are saying did he did joss whedon ruin his career you know because when the first comments came out i mean I think people were a lot like we were saying, okay, well, let's see what else comes out. And Joss Whedon just kind of, you don't know what he did behind the scenes at that point. No. And, and I remember there being that, 
that 50 50 split with folks who didn't mm-hmm. believe Ray Fisher or, you know, chose to wait. And, and, you know, I kind of feel bad about that, but I think that's why we're, we're talking about it now. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like this information came out only within about three or four days. Uh, well, actually about maybe two days after we recorded the initial, you know, Snyder cut breakdown. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's definitely relevant news for folks that are just getting into this. If you haven't, if you, ha- if, if you somehow avoided uh, the Snyder cut, you know, discussions, um, which is fine. You know which what? Hey, yeah, but Hey, but way to dodge those bullets left and right, because that's yeah. been, that's been everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm not going to apologize for the tone of this episode either. You know, you, you and I have been very largely comedic so far in, in the, in the things that we've covered and we can usually always find something, you know, to laugh about in these scenarios. Mm-hmm. But in this case, this is something that is absolutely deplorable I mean, it is it is absolutely like just disgusting that a person like Joss Whedon could get away with this for so long on so many different sets. And it's a culture of fear that needs to end. And so I, I know it probably doesn't mean much coming from a couple of guys from the Midwest, mm-hmm. but we absolutely stand with Ray Fisher. We oh, absolutely completely. stand with we stand with everyone else who's had to deal with this bullshit from mm-hmm. Joss Whedon. And yeah, I don't I don't see that changing anytime soon. So no, like the evidence against him is just, just mounting unbelievably. So yeah, to say like, I don't know, I don't know how you, I don't see at this point how you could possibly stand or back Joss Whedon in this, no matter how much you have liked his work in the past, you have to separate what he did that you enjoyed from the man he actually is. And it's hard to even call him a man at this point. It is and like, not in like the sense of like, any sort of machismo manliness, but like, you're not an adult. You're not a well-functioning like individual at this point. If you think it's okay to talk to women, to talk to other people the way you have. And I don't know, like, it's just hard to put into words what this man's been doing for so long and getting away with it. So yeah, again, like it, it may not mean much, but to say like, you know, again, two schmucks um, from the Midwest saying they stand with Ray Fisher, Gal Gadot, um, Sarah Michelle Geller, and everyone that this man has oppressed so he could basically rise up to where he is now. Um, it's just deplorable what he's been doing. Yeah. yeah. And, and once again, folks, that's, that's why we wanted to talk to you about this, you know, before you listen to the, the larger, you know, justice league review, um, because we, we didn't feel like it was a responsible thing to mm. sit back and not address it. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're only just getting started ourselves. Like, I, I feel like we're, we're like a mile behind any, any uh, actor, <laughs> you know, getting started <laughs> yeah. in their career. But, mm-hmm. but at the same time, um, that's what we wanted to do. That's what Joe and I agreed to do here. And, and we hope that, that more folks speak out. And for those that haven't, don't be afraid to. Absolutely speak your mind. Let people know that this kind of behavior is not okay and it'll never be okay. No. And if you ever feel like you can't speak your mind, like you need to find some sort of support group, some sort of network where you feel safe that you can at least let other people know what you're going through so you don't have to go through it alone. And maybe you can find out that you're not alone in what you're going through and other people will help you stand up and say, Uh, exactly what you're being put through so yeah like 
make sure that you know your own worth and you don't get put through anything that you don't deserve to be.